can't go by any further with not talking a little Islanders. We broadcast the darn games. This is the guy you hear as far as doing a great job. He's one of the best play-by-play guys in the business. My good friend, Mr. Chris King, nice enough to give us a couple here on a very chilly morning, I would expect, in New England and Boston. At this time, where the Isles play tonight against the Bruins, and all the action be heard, Chris will give you the play-by-play at 7 o'clock. Sir, how are you? I'm doing great, Jay. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm, in, I'm enjoying, uh, you know, the Isles and, and what I've seen of them so far. A little, little topsy-turvy. You know, uh, I was uh, very in tune with Friday's game against the uh, Red Hot Devils. Uh, and uh, even behind one nothing, I didn't look at the score for a while, and I was happy to see they won the game 6-4, to four, only to lose the next night to Carolina, my goodness. But in essence, it's been that type of season. How would you, how would you assess so far, my friend? Yeah, I think you're right on it, Jay. And, you know, you look at how they start the year. They're trying to learn a new coach's system in Lane Lambert, and there were some struggles, and they won just two of their first six games. But then they hit their stride in kind of the middle point of the season where they won 13 of the next 17. And now that little slide back again where they come in tonight, you know, having alternated wins and losses their last five straight games. But I agree with you what you talked about the weekend. I mean, that win in New Jersey over a Devils team that was sitting atop the NHL at the time and, you know, win convincingly. It was a very emotional win. They had thousands of Islander fans in the building for their only visit to the Rock. And, and then you come home the next night and, and they just were out of gas. You could just see it. They were out of gas. And you know, Lane Lambert was asked in the post game, uh, could you not get to your game in the first period? He said, we didn't get to our game all night. So uh, it was just one of those nights where they didn't have it because of the emotion, in my mind, you know, in the victory. And again, it was a physical, rough game. It, it had everything, the game in Jersey, and they just didn't have it the next night. But now, you know, suddenly you're looking at the longest road trip of the season, a five-gamer and great motivation to win in every one of these cities because uh, there's, a, there's a certain connection they have to all five teams they're playing on this trip about it talking with chris king of the islanders so you know you look at the team right now we get into boston tonight they got the best record in the league i do believe 22 and 4 you look at the team right now after what 29 games chris and i look at a guy and i was telling my kids this where has matt barzell been he's only got three goals 27 assists still leads the team in points nonetheless only three goals what has been the obstacle of getting the puck in the net from Barzell's standpoint? Well, you got to look at both sides of it, Jay. I agree. He needs to have more goals than that. But the 27 assists, you know, he, at one point he was leading the league in assists, and he's still in the top five in the NHL in assists. So you look at the totals, right? It, it's 30 points It's uh, in 29 games. So right now he's on a pace for more than a point a game. The only year he's ever done that uh, in his career was his rookie year when he won the Calder. He finished at 85 points in 82 games. So um, hard to complain when he's better than point a game, but should he have more goals? Absolutely. And, you know, this is something you and I have talked about a lot over the last couple of years. They're still trying to find the right wingers for him, and it looks like tonight, again, they're going to flip his left wing and take Josh Bailey off and put Anders Lee back there. But the guy he really misses on that right side is Jordan Everly, the guy they lost in the expansion draft to the Seattle Kraken. He was the best fit that Matt Barzell had as right wing, uh, you know, in his time on Long Island. But uh, they've tried a lot of different players there. Oliver Wallstrom is the guy they hope will be the guy that, you know, eventually ends up there. And right now he's been riding shotgun with Matt Barzell, but he's been struggling to score. So, you know, he got a goal in Jersey. Maybe that'll get him going. Um, I think the biggest thing is, Jay, is, is finding the right wingers for Matt Barzell. Um, we see what he can do in open space. He's one of the most creative players in the NHL. He's probably the best overall skater in the National Hockey League, made it, 
Maybe Connor McDavid uh, can claim that title above him. But, yeah, I think he needs to shoot the puck a little more and, and, again, go to the net a little more so he can pick up the rebounds on the guys that he's feeding for those point-blank uh, scoring chances. Uh, so with Chris King, play-by-play me man of the Isles. You'll hear him tonight, uh, Isles and Bruins, right here on LA News Radio, beginning at 7 o'clock, goaltending. You know, I think I think the Islanders have probably the best tandem, at least one of them in the league, when it comes to youth and veteran leadership and whatnot, in that of Ilya Sorokin and Samuel Varlamov. Uh, I thought this was going to be a breakout year uh, for Mr. Sorokin. He's played, what, 20 games. He's won 10 of them. He's lost nine. He's got a 2.36 uh, goal average, goals against, and whatnot. But I still think this kid is up and coming here. Uh, give me an assessment regarding Ilya. Yeah, uh, I would agree with that, Jay. Again, he's in a little bit of a slide right now. Really, his first funk of the year, he's lost his last four straight starts where Varley you know, has won three in a row and four of five. So they've kind of flip-flop a little bit. But you can see the plan right now is to you know have him become the, the franchise goaltender that we all expect he will be. This is the last year of Semyon Varlamov's contract and likely the last year he'll play for the Islanders. And for Ilya Sorokin, the way I break it down is in his rookie year, he finished top 10 in the league in goals against average, save percentage, and shutouts. Last year, he finished top five in the league in those three categories. And this year, he was top three in the league in those three categories up until this recent slide. So they're basically playing him two out of every three games. Uh, That seems to be the plan. Again, you don't want to overload him. You want to keep him you know, healthy, hopefully, when the playoffs arrive for the Islanders. And outside of this little slump where, again, he hasn't gotten a lot of run support, as we like to say either, you know, when the team's getting shut out, uh, it's certainly not helping his cause. He's played well, but it is four straight losses for him right now. And I would expect that he goes tonight. And he's got motivation because the guy down the end of the rink uh, for Boston, Linus Olmark, right now he's the best goaltender in the National Hockey League and certainly the favorite for the Bezina Trophy. Question about it. Uh, Noah Dobson is a kid I look to as a breakout type of individual. He's kind of come into his own, only to get better here. What about Noah? Tremendous. Totally agree, Jay. Uh, I mean, last year we saw, you know, kind of really his emergence as one of the top young defensemen in the National Hockey League, and this year it continues. It's hard to believe he's only 22 years of age. He's already got eight goals that's tied for third among all defensemen in the National Hockey League, so he's going to blow away his career high in goals, and uh, you know, he settled in really nicely, at least originally, with a new partner in Alex Romanov, who the Islanders uh, he traded for at, on draft day to bring in from the Montreal Canadiens, because Noah is an offensive defenseman, and Alex is more of a defensive guy who likes to play physical and block shots. So I think they were the perfect complement for one another. They've juggled those pairs a little bit of late, but uh, now they have kind of a more offensive pair with Sebastian Ajo playing alongside Noah Dobson. And, uh, you know, obviously losing Adam Pellick due to injury has been a big blow for the Islanders as well. He's their best overall defenseman. He's an all-star last year, and uh, he's at least not on the trip to start with. So, uh, you know, I, I honestly think that Noah Dobson has really even picked up his game more now since Adam Pellick's been out and all the other defensemen are going to see an increase in minutes. You know, they're going to play a team tonight. This is a great barometer tonight because they're going to play a team tonight. It's just unbelievable. I mean, the Devils are just ridiculous the way they played. Finally, you know, hitting a little bit of a wall loss to the Rangers last night in overtime. But, you know, you look at this Bruin team. They've been uh, so consistent, such a balanced type of roster regarding the scoring. They've Pasternak, Bergeron. You go right down the line here, Hall, Marshan with 21 points. I mean, they have been just incredible and really getting play from everyone here. And I guess that's why they got 22 Ws here. 
Yeah, it's incredible, Jay. As I sit in my hotel room here in Boston, I'm looking out at TD Garden right across the street, okay? The Bruins have the best overall record in the NHL, and at home, they're 14-0-1. The Celtics have the best record in the NBA, and at home, they're 11-2. So those two teams at TD Garden are combined 25-2-1 on the season. So, uh, you know, yeah, the Bruins, like you mentioned, they got the balance, they got the defense, they got the goaltending I talked about, but you know, they rattled off 14 straight wins at home to begin the year. That set an NHL record. Finally got their first loss of any kind uh, a week ago yesterday as the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, and the Bruins' old coach, Bruce Cassidy, came in and beat them in a shootout. But nobody's beaten them at home in regulation. So, to me, you know, that's the challenge that's out there for the Islanders. Can you be the first team to beat the Bruins at TD Garden in regulation this season? And the Islanders have had some huge wins in that building. Back in the 2021 playoffs, they took two of three at Boston Garden before they polished off the Bruins at home in six. So they know they can win there. It's a raucous atmosphere. Again, the fans of both the Celtics and the Bruins are used to nothing but winning this season. But what better, you know, challenge for the Islanders after knocking off the Devils, who were tied with the Bruins for the top spot when the Islanders did that in Jersey on Friday night, to come in here and hand the Bruins their first regulation loss at home to kick off this very important five-game road trip. Be sweet. So sick of talking about Boston teams. Thank goodness the Red Sox stink. And even though the Patriots won last night, and they're in the seventh slot as far as an AFC wild card is concerned. My goodness, they've had a good run there. But uh, we shall certainly uh, see tonight uh, 29 games in and everything else. But you feel overall, there's no question. You know, you can kind of get a sense of the coaching change and Lane Lambert. He's done a nice job so far, huh? Yeah, I agree with you. And again, I think it took a little while, those first six games where they won only two, they were getting used to, I'd say, the biggest change, which is, again, he wants them to be a lot more aggressive. He wants the forwards to be more aggressive. He wants the D to be more aggressive. And especially, you see it now in the defense, as they lead the league in goals from defensemen. So uh, that system has worked. Once they got to it, as I mentioned, Jay, they pulled off a run of you know 13-4 and four in a 17-game span. But now with the injuries, they've fallen back. So the hope is, you know, Anthony Bovillier could be back tonight. He's on the trip. Kyle Palmieri could be back tonight. He's on the trip. Adam Pellick won't be uh, playing tonight, but he could join them on the trip that continues through Arizona, Vegas, Colorado, and then ends at Madison Square Garden. It's their longest road trip of the season. Um, and Lane Lambert talked about, you know, this time of year when everybody back home, I'm sure, is getting ready for the holidays and you have a lot of family obligations and things like that. It's not a bad thing to be away from home, and Lane talked about that because you can kind of just focus on hockey and hockey alone for the next week and a half. All right, from last year, starting 13 straight on the road, getting ready for that UBS <laughs> to be in play there. My goodness. One quick thing on the Devils, and I was talking about this uh, with my kids last week. You know, when you're that bad for so long, you get draft picks, and that's how you build an organization. And that's what the Devils are showing you right now. And it's amazing. You look at a guy like this Jack Hughes right now, and he's got like 34, 35 points, whatever it is. Uh, but, you know, he's kind of developed from a physical sense. Whoever he's a man with during the draft and everything. Obviously, he's a skinny kid and whatnot. But you look at Jack Hughes. I mean, he has transposed himself uh, into uh, quite a player physically and everything else, huh? Absolutely. And, and that's like you, you made a great point, Jay. You know, when you lose as much as they have, and again, they've missed the playoffs nine the last 10 years. You're getting not only top picks, but number one overall draft picks. That's what Jack Hughes was. Their captain, Nico Heischer, another number one overall pick because of a terrible season. So those two guys are the guys that are leading the way right now. They're their top two centers. Heischer's number one. Hughes is number two, uh, technically, on the depth chart. 
But, uh, you know, one guy's your captain, the youngest captain in the NHL when he got that C, and Jack Hughes is absolutely one of the emerging superstars in the National Hockey League. So, uh, you know, for the Islanders to go in there and beat that team uh, really shows they can play with anybody. So I think that one in Jersey will give them a lot of confidence to try to do the same tonight in Boston. Thing you know, I remember years ago when all three locals uh, were in the postseason and everything else. You are uh, you are in line for that to happen again. I mean, the Rangers are heating up five one and one in their last seven. You look at the Islanders right now doing much better, and of course the Devils. And we could have a, a kind of a duplication. How great would it be for the three locals to be involved in this forever? Yeah, right? big forever, Jay. Uh, no better way than uh, you know to bring that Ranger Islander rivalry back. Islanders haven't played the Rangers in the playoffs since. 94. I don't even want that year to Islander fans, but uh, that's the last time they get together. And this road trip ends at Madison Square Garden, and you're going to have an angry Ranger team that, you know, the Islanders have beaten twice already this year. So, uh, you know, no better way than, than to close out the road trip with a, with a win in MSG if they can do that again in front of a ton of Islander fans, just like they had Friday at the Rock. By 94. You know what that makes me think of? 1940. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. 19, of course, 1940 when the Rangers won the Cup, Pride in 94, 54 years. Well, there yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. I know, unfortunately, that, that 94 put the, uh, the 1940 chant to bed, uh, and obviously the Rangers blew out the Islanders in the playoffs that year in the, in the opening round. So wouldn't it be great to have any combination of Rangers, Islanders, Devils in the Stanley Cup playoffs? Uh, I'm hoping for that. I'm absolutely hoping for that, Jay. It would be tremendous. Well, of course, we won't get into the chance all uh, regarding Dennis Potvin, will we, back in those days? Well, he's doing pretty good with those socks now, isn't he? The Dennis Potvin socks. He's uh, he's taken a bad thing and turns it into a huge thing that's money going to charity, and uh, and they can't even keep him in stock at UBS Arena at Belmont Park. Those Dennis Potvin socks are a huge hit. Huge hit. The great number five, no question. The great Chris King. You can hear his call tonight, 7 o'clock, right here on LI News Radio. The Islanders against the top team in the league, the Boston Bruins. Sir, you stay warm, stay safe, and we'll talk to you as we get into the season more. How's that? Oh, yeah. Always great talking hockey with you, Jay. Thanks so much for having me.